given a powerful assignment to complete that only selected people can fulfill. Overwhelmingly, you did your job so well that men and women praised your work. If someone justifiably spoke against anything you've done wrong, your support team rallied around, pushed back, and called their complaints fake news. But the boss sent you warning, saying, if your prideful behavior doesn't change, you are about to lose your job. But pride is so embedded within you, you believe that change is unnecessary. So you go on being the person that you are. Pride has overtaken you. Then one day, you get this news. A news bulletin was placed on your desk. Printed in black and white letters are the words, you're fired. You're shocked. How could this happen? How could this happen to me? But you see, the boss sent several warnings, but you refused to listen. So now it's over. Now you're going around telling people that anyone willing to listen, you're telling them that your job was stolen. How could this be? We have to go out and we have to stop the steal. I dare them to do this to me. I dare them to vote me out. No worries. Because your support team, that good old base that stands beside you, they're willing to believe with you that everything is a fraudulent act and your job has been stolen. So in this scenario, it makes me ask myself a question about the person that I wrote about. Did someone steal his job? Or did he give his job away? You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is a story about what's happening today. There was this man who many said God placed him in, the, in this great big office at the White House. And he did good things. He stood up for religious rights. He cast down some of the laws that I'm glad that he cast down. But the pride in his heart just grew. And the people that surrounded him praised him, uplifted, boasted in him. He was everything. Because without him, there was no America. But nobody ever stopped to see what was God thinking. Oh yes, God gave him thanks for moving in the directions and some things. But he also sent warning. But the warnings he didn't take heed to. And those of us that know how to pray, we weren't praying. See, we were got caught up like everybody else in the great job that this man did. We got caught up thinking that this man's assignment was only supposed to look after only half of the world. But his assignment was to look after all people in the world. Because all of us 
really should have mattered. But even the people that supported him was like as long as he took care of the two or three issues that I thought was important, that he was the greatest man to occupy the White House in years. But they never stopped to ask, what is God saying? They never start to ask, what does God really feel about all of this? So what did they do? They called him King Cyrus. But what if God called him King Nebuchadnezzar? What if God was sending warnings that if you don't change your ways, I'm going to rip this assignment from underneath you. But he didn't see that. And over half of America didn't see it. And the people that we needed during this time the most was the church. We needed the church to pray. We needed the church to understand that there was a prophetic shift that came. And we missed it. The prophetic shift when it happened, it wasn't that this man had to leave. It was the warnings that he received that caused him to feel like he had risen so much higher that the necessary changes that needed to be made, that he could put away some racist ways, he could put away some hate, he could put away some other things that God really, you know what, God loves us all so much, do you know he'll go back for that one lost sheep? So it never was about just one issue. There was a lot of issues should be solved. God gave him that assignment. But he also gave him warning. But church, he also sent warnings to us. He said there was a prophetic shift about to happen. But we got caught up worshiping this man because he moved in some directions, just a few directions that we wanted him to do, which was a good thing. But it was not for all things. So when he lost his position, he yelled, stop the still. He yelled, it was fraudulent. The church got behind him and yelled, oh, it's fraudulent. It was stolen. But did they think the same great God that allowed him to sit in that position is the same great God that can move him out of the position? Do I think? that was fraud going on? I've always thought it was fraud going on in every election. But I always kept my eye on God was bigger than anything. And at the end of the day, God's will would be done whether I agreed or whether I disagreed. So now the church that was meant to be the container of truth They rallied behind this man, and whatever type of conspiracy theory, whatever type of lie his camp put out, the church rallied around it. And when I say the church, I don't mean everybody, but I mean half the church. Half the church. Half the church. Half the church begin to post post after post after post showing their biases showing that they were not able to stand up and say this is wrong and that's wrong kind of remind me of when you a parent and you have two children and your children come in and said the boy said you let the girl get away with something and you never chastise her 
If a child could understand our biases, why could not the church understand the biases that were taking place? But we missed a prophetic shift. We missed a prophetic shift. Had we been paying attention, maybe we would have prayed for the man who God had given the position. Maybe we would have prayed for his heart to be changed. Maybe we would have prayed differently and the outcome would not be what we have today. That's why it's so important to hear and see what God wants you to hear and see. I asked myself this question. I said, don't get caught up in all of this because it's not worth you losing your witness. I'll say this to you and being very transparent. For years, my voter registration card said, no party affiliation. I'm not affiliated with any party. I vote my conviction. That's why I'm able to stand back and I'm able to say, "Mm, this is not good. I don't care what side is on. I'm able to see the truth because I said, God, don't let me become so loyal to a party. Let me be where you want me to be because it's so important that we don't lose our witness. If I go out there and I say all kind of things, if I post all kind of things, and I'm showing my biases, and then God sends me to go witness to the other side, what can I tell them? What can I say to them? Will they receive me? Or would they see somebody coming that only knows how to see the truth out of their own eyes, only know how to stand up against another group? against another party, against other people. I'll stand up against them. I'll post. I'll tell the world how bad they are. But I'm going to ignore the side that I believe in. I'm not going to put that out. Let me say this. America is not stupid. People in America is not stupid. They're really not. They're really not. And the people in the church, they're not stupid. They know what you put. And they don't have a problem because you may call yourself a Republican. They don't have a problem because you may call yourself uh, someone, the Democratic Party. They don't have a problem if you say you are independent. They don't have a problem if I say that I have no party affiliation. But they do have a problem when you can stand flat foot and denounce a group and talk about how bad they are and which the things you were saying, some of it was true, but you can never speak about the wrong in the other group. Is it worth you losing your witness? Is it worth you not being able to go to that brother and sister of any race and speak to them and say, baby, see it God's way. See it the way that God wants you to see it. And they've read your Facebook posts. They've heard the things that come out of your mouth. They've been on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor. They see it. And they listen and they hear the conspiracy theorists that's come out of your mouth. Is it worth you losing your witness? Don't be like the man with the great job. That when the warnings came saying, you about to lose your job. 
Don't be like the great man in the White House. Don't lose your job for the Lord. Don't you lose your witness for the Lord. Because he has need of you. He has need of you. He's given us all assignments. Don't give up your assignments because you choose to be biased. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't be so busy talking about who's throwing shade and who's not throwing shade. Because this is what I learned about this. Somebody's going to always think you're throwing shade when actually the only thing you're doing is telling the truth. But they don't like what they hear. And so the come around is you're throwing shade. How about they're giving you truth if it is the truth? And one more thing. Don't be so readily to post. Don't be so ready to have your ears itchy to hear things that don't line up. Hear things. If we really stop and we listen to what people say and do, you, you just take a deep breath. You will say to yourself, I don't care what side is on. You'll say to yourself, that don't sound right. That's off. Something about that is off. And it's going way, 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 way back. And we're falling for it. And we don't even realize, we don't even realize that people are looking at us different. People are saying, I thought this. And I thought, and don't kid yourself. A lot of us will say, we don't care what people think about us. But yes, we do. Yes, we do. Because if our assignment is go out and preach the gospel, if our assignment is to go out and win souls for the Lord, we should care about what people think. We should want people to think that when we're coming to them, we're coming to them with sound doctrine. We're coming to them with the wisdom of God. We don't want them to think we're coming to them with something that we've picked off off the news, off Google, off YouTube. Full filled with conspiracy theories. But if you go to them for, with the word of God, they'll, they'll receive that. Who told you to lay down the Bible and start preaching politics? Who told you to do that? Did God say lay down the Bible and just preach politics? Did God say plaster on your Instagram, your Facebook, your... If he did, so be it. But did he tell you to stop, stop preaching the gospel? Did he say that to you? Did he say stop preaching the gospel? Is it worth it? Is it worth you losing your witness? Is it worth you losing your job? Is it worth you screaming out, stop the still, when actually you gave your job away?